Hello everyone, has been a time. Uh, I just decided to record again. Uh, I let the podcast for a little time because I was uh, focusing on other projects. My book, uh, Manifestation Magic, was coming out in that moment. So I just decided to take uh, a time off to make all the promotion. Now I come back. We are here in the winter in New York City. It's super cold. Uh, for this episode, uh, that is the first of a bunch of episodes I'm planning to record uh, in the next weeks. Uh, I decided to make a talk about what in Latin America are curanderos, brujos, and chamanes. I talk many times before about chamanes, that many times people confuse um, with shaman or shaman. Uh, this um, kind of Based healers, warriors from Siberia, very well known in them. I think that they are very well known in the worldwide vision, right? Uh, but it's not the same. Uh, in Latin America, I have my notes here. Let me, listen this, listen this, listen this. These are my pages and notes and my notebook and two journals <laughs> with all of this information that I'm taking for this that I was preparing for three weeks ago. Uh, we have curanderos. Curanderos are essentially healers. We have brujos, what you should um, see like sorcerers in some way. Mm, I think that they are sorcerers or magicians, but the, the context or obviously, and that's the idea of this podcast is in some way like um, desmythify uh, the conceptions that we usually have about um, Latin American energy workers because sadly most of the times uh, the information or sources of information that we have is from people, uh, anthropologists who really don't understand um, or ritualistic stuff, they really don't understand our language or practice or tradition so they see it from outside and they really don't have like uh, a deep perspective about it. It's very easy just put everything together and say, oh, you know, curanderos, brujos, shamans, all of this is the same. I'm not, it's not the same. The context changes a lot in every country of Latin America, except if you are racist, you should know that Latin America is a bunch of different countries with different cultures. Uh, most of us, mostly, not all, talk Spanish, like first language, but other countries uh, talk a different language. Uh, we have different accents and we have different words to refer to different things, even when we are talking about the same language that is Spanish. For example, the word, a word that I always use, for example, for this is the word brujo or bruja, like practitioner of brujería. Uh, brujería, uh, if you look in the dictionary in English, is like a literal translation of witchcraft but in the practice it's not brujería and witchcraft are two entirely different things uh, brujería in Latin America is more related with folk magic and some way of hoodoo uh, like the hoodoo in New Orleans like witchcraft is more la- is more this um, at least in my perspective like an, a Latin American person is this religion based 
in European cult of the modern nature, gods and goddesses. We have the American traditional witchcraft, we have the British traditional witchcraft, we have the whole conception of witchcraft like an umbrella to use for all of these different uh, ways. So when we talk, we try to refer to this conception like you are a witch, like a witch who practices witchcraft like religion, or you are a witch like, you know, you are a warlock or a sorcerer and you are under the umbrella of witchcraft. You know, it's like when we use the word doctor, some lawyers refer to themselves like doctors because they have a, uh, I think that the word is a doctorate in the university, in the college. I think that's the word. So they have doctors, but it's not like a surgeon or a person who exercise medicine or apply medicine in day by day for work. It's a lawyer who is also uh, recognized as a doctor, which is a similar word. It's an umbrella that we use. Um, in Latin America, we have, for example, again, the word brujo refers to many things. Uh, let me put this example in Mexico. I never was before in Mexico. For the day that I am recording this episode, maybe in 10 or 20 years, I will have such experience, but not for now. From my outside perspective in Mexico, the word brujo is like a little more open mind uh, than Venezuela. In Venezuela, in Colombia, uh, Brazil, Ecuador, Peru, Uruguay, El Salvador, these countries, including Argentina, that I know a little better than, than Mexico. In these countries, the word brujo refers to perceptions. The first one is umbrella, like in North America or Europe with the word witch. In these countries of Latin America, the word brujo acts like an umbrella and they put everyone together under the word, oh, this is a brujo, she's a bruja, blah, blah, blah. The thing about when you don't take it like an umbrella, what reference exactly a brujo? In the practice, uh, in, at least in Mexico, I think that a brujo is something more related like some kind of enchantress or sorcerer. Uh, like in South America, a brujo is more like Except, if you take the colonizer explanation, a brujo is exactly a person who really and deeply uh, practices some kind of uh, uh, an energy worker. Most of the times, culturally referred to a person who uses uh, dark magic, uh, dark arts to, chaos, to cause some kind of chaos or consequence over other people against their will. That's most of the time how we refer to brujos. Um, it's a very complicated uh, context because change depending on the language, but also depends of the culture. When I grew up, I remember when I was a children, the word brujo was everywhere. If you travel to Colombia, if you travel to Venezuela, in these countries, usually people travel from one to another, even with, without the passport in that moment, um, people use the word brujo to refer to everyone who is a diviner, a cartomancer, a tarot reader, a psychic, a sorcerer, an enchantress, a conjurer, um, a healer. All of them go under the umbrella of the word brujo or bruja. Uh, when I was growing, I started to see that this was like some kind of shift in the language and people starting to refer to brujos. Uh, usually the word brujo, even when I was a child, was most of the, for many people is the word like for someone who used dark magic. 
but when I grew up, I started to see how was this shift in the language, and many people started to use, okay, this is not a brujo, it's a curandero, this is not a brujo, it's a santero, this is not a brujo, it's a, it's a witch, an American witch, this is not a brujo, it's more like a warlock, this is not a brujo, it's, it's a healer, it's an energy worker, it's a witch doctor, it's a shaman from the Amazonas, blah, 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 a very long list of blah, blah, blah. Uh, they use this word for, for that context uh, to refer to someone who practiced their magic. It's a very misconception that is uh, a result of the colonialism that people usually in Latin, in Latin America use the word used to say, oh, brujo don't have um, a term, so male witches in Latin America should call brujas too because the word bruja uh, is in general to refer to a person who practices magic and blah 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 but this is actually a translation from the books in English because a couple of authors in early 18s make the mistake to refer in their, in their books about brujería they use like sources of information a couple of books from American, an American author and Damon Bookland I don't want to mention who is the other one uh, they translate the books or use the translated versions and they take the word brujo like, oh, it's the translation of witch. Uh, so when they translate to Spanish, they say, oh, you know, because witch in English, they don't use, it's not a gender term. Men or women or everyone in the middle is a witch who practice witchcraft. Everyone in the middle who practice witchcraft is a witch without a gender uh, term. They translate it to Spanish and say, oh, brujas are actually can be male and can be femme, and it's not, because in Spanish, or or language is very specific about the gender, uh, is she or is he, or is they, or is them, uh, not like in English, it's entirely different culture, it's entirely different language, and uh, when people say, uh, I remember, this was between the, when we started new, this new millennial, I remember people saying, oh, you are not a brujo, you are a bruja, because the word bruja refers, and I say, uh, no, because I take uh, literature, literature and language, uh, language roots of Spanish in the college, and no, it's, this is not correct, this is not right. Uh, in Spanish, the word brujo, bruja refers to someone who uh, practice brujería, not witchcraft. And what are you reading is an... Venezuelan and a Mexican author who are using as sources books of English that they translate and they assume that the word brujo is the translation of a witch and no witches and brujos are not exactly doing the same kind of magic or practice or rituals they even don't talk the same language are entirely different things uh, so yes in Spanish we use brujos for male, brujas for women, and now we have the new generation of people who use the brute six or something like that with the X in the end, uh, which is actually very weird because most of the times this person is because they grow up in the United States so, uh, or in Mexico where English language is very fluid, but in the rest of Latin America it's important to remember that in Spanish the rule is when you don't have a gender specification about the word, this goes to be male immediately. So when you use the word bruxis with the X in the end, in any other country of Latin America, this actually means that you are referring to a male 
brujo, a male practitioner of brujería, not a non-gender practitioner. Uh, because Spanish and English are entirely different languages uh, with a different culture and history. It's important to remember that. So, uh, turning back to the words. Uh, it's, a, it's this guy, it's the, uh, the doctor Jorge González. Uh, in early 20s, he was the rector of the San Martin University in Peru. He explained that in South America, we have three types of people who act as auxiliars uh, to the forces of nature. Uh, in that moment was when we were referring to magic like something supernatural. That now we understand that it's not supernatural, it's something entirely natural, right? Uh, he used three terms to refer to all these practitioners. He was a very uh, long-time investigator, a researcher, like Alan Kardec, uh, everyone who is outside of spiritualism, who is not like a practitioner, refers to Alan Kardec like a, like a really, like, like, like the basic uh, writer of a manual on spiritualism. He wrote a very nice manual. It's like the, it's like your duty, read this book. The thing is, when you are inside of the practice, when you are inside of the religion, when you are a real spiritualist, a practitioner of spiritualist, you uh, you noted that he not was a spiritist or a spiritualist or a spiritual worker. He was just a researcher. He was an occultist. He not was a practitioner. Uh, many of the things that he wrote was from a very European, different perspective. Actually, he was a privileged person, a very entitled person with money. So his perspective on something was were very different, not just about the cultural language context between Portuguese, French to Spanish and uh, poorly translated to English later, very late, but also he was what we call a clairvoyant or a psychic. He was an occultist, a very good researcher, a very good one, but in the practice his books are very, very Portuguese in practice, are very good sources of information for someone who comes from outside. Well, this person that I'm referring, uh, comparing Dr. Jorge González in Peru, uh, he wrote many uh, manuscripts and texts about this kind of information, about the practice of brujería and magic in Latin America, um, taking the context of Peru, Chile, Argentina, and Colombia for his example. And what he finds is that most of the time we use the three words to refer to these people who are the curanderos, brujos, and shamanes. Curanderos are what we translate literally, not just in language, not just in a linguistic way, but also in, in practice. A curandero is a healer. We also have sanadores. A sanador is also a healer. The difference between a curandero and a sanador in most of Latin America, I'm not referring to all the countries, is that a sanador or sanadores, these healers, they focus, they are imagine energy workers who practice Reiki, they are like that, they practice some kind of energy work, magic work, but that's exactly their focus. Uh, curanderos are more like energy workers or Reiki workers who also are open to think on the practice of magic and they work with herbs and flowers and different parts of animals and they do a whole energy work they are like imagine a chiropractor who also is an herbalist 
that's most uh, the closest thing that I can put in this position to a curandero in Latin America. The second term that we have is brujos, like I referred, I just give you all the explanation before. Brujos uh, is a practitioner of brujería in United States and Europe. Uh, it's okay if a brujo or bruja is non-gender word is brujics or whatever. <laughs> Well, I'm very old school and I can't adapt to this X in the end of the world. It's a little complicated for me. Uh, but in Latin America, brujos and brujas are, is, is a gender term. It's important. Uh, remember that our culture uh, has been colonized. Uh, we are the result of colonization and adapt the X, the X to this term in some way can be for some people uh, Another, just another way of colonization. You know, uh, most of the times, most of the people who use, who use these brujiks with the X in the end uh, is people who live in the United States. Uh, so the perspective is entirely different. It's not a word that you will use comfortably in Latin America because brujas and brujos are. Uh, it's a woman or it's a man or it's someone in the middle. Uh, but most of the time in Latin America, someone in the middle used the word bruja, or someone practiced brujería. It's like, for example, the word queer, the word queer in Spanish literally don't exist. We just use the word queer. That is an English word, and it's that, that is the result of colonialism. That because we read these magazines, American magazines, translated to Spanish, we see these TV shows translated to Spanish, we see this. TV films translated to Spanish, we see these uh, films in the theater translated to Spanish, and some words don't translate, so we just try to find uh, a way to use them, but most of the time we really don't like need them, or we create a whole new context to use them, but most, sometimes I think that we don't really need them. Um, the, I mentioned to you the curanderos and sanadores, I mentioned to you the brujos, also we had the chamanes, I referred to this term before, chamanes are not the same as shamans or shamans from Siberia, it's not the same. Uh, the thing with the shaman uh, or with the chamanes in Latin America, chama is a common word in Spanish, especially in South America. If you have the opportunity to travel to Brazil or Venezuela in any moment, you will find that the word The, the, the root of this word, the word cham, is super, extremely common in our language, especially in the native language. Uh, a person who is your friend is a chamo or chama, but also that's the word for a dirty trap that you have in your home, something that you need to go to clean, that, that's a chama or chamo. Um, but also it's like your best friend, is how people refer to, to their friends. Also, we have the chamarreros that are very common in Venezuela. Also, we have the... Um, how I, I totally forgot this word in this moment. We have this oracle in the Yoruba, Brazilian, Venezuelan culture, in the Afro-Caribbean culture, that is the chamalongos, that is a method of divination that we use in Latin America. I see it more common in the Yoruba tradition of Latin America than in the Yoruba tradition in New York. And this culture malongos come from the same root. It's related with, with divination as so from there we have the chamans, the chamanes and chamanismo. That is the practice of these people who are related with with nature, with uh, spirits, with energy work. Some kind of chamanes are the 
witch doctors, translate in Spanish like medico brujo, that's also another result of colonization. Most of the time, these medico brujos are curanderos, sanadores, brujos, chamanes, who, for the effect of the colonizers, when they come to America, they see these people, oh, you know, this person is a doctor, they are in the world to curate or heal others, but also they do something similar to what our witches in Europe and the United Kingdom does. So they are a witch doctor, and we translate to Spanish like a medical brujo, but it's not. Actually, it's not common go to Latin America and find someone who refers to themselves, oh, I am a medical brujo. If I remember that in Venezuela we have this quote, I'm not saying that it's true, but I never find someone who shows me the contrary, that if a person in any publicity or ads to heal you or read your future refer to themselves like a medical brujo, Sorry for that, it's a table from my, from my neighbors moving around. Uh, when someone refers to themselves like a medical brujo or a witch doctor, that's... This is very noisy space. Uh, they are con artist because it's not a term that usually... You, people don't call themselves medical brujo or witch doctor. I, at least I never find someone who refers to themselves in the way they refer to themselves like Brujo, curandero, sanador, chamán, but they never say, oh, you know, I'm a medical brujo. It's very weird. I just find it at least, I can remember in this moment six times that I find someone referring themselves like medical brujos, and each opportunity was a con artist selling you some publicity, some ads in paper in the subway. Uh, I will predict your future. I will heal every uh, pain or ill or act that you have in your body, blah, 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 blah. So let me give you a deepest context here. What curanderos does, uh, the curandero or the healer. They use plants, animal parts, all kind of natural resources, trees, um, grass, um, air, uh, sand, water from the river. They use all of this, including their own body, to help patients to find inner peace, to relieve their physical and mental pain. They are specialists, they achieve these kind of um, results, managing the negative and positive forces that they can channel through teams of their body and spirit, as well as through the spirit of plants. Curanderos or healers, they were using the energy. They believe in positive and negative energy in everything like in science. So they, what, what they try to do is, if, you, if your body suffers any kind of illness or pain, it's because it's an imbalance in the energy in the body. So they try to manage and bring some balance to the body. Uh, because in this perspective, in the curanderismo perspective, a person who has some kind of illness, is like your body has, a, for example, a virus, and your body is trying to fight with this virus, against this virus, but um, will be consequences, will be effects, will be uh, things showing or your body, parts of your body, the, the pain, the illness, this feeling of this feeling of bad in your body, all of that is a result of the imbalance in your body. It's expression or, or, or a manifestation of this illness. It's because it's totally unbalanced. So the common scientific medicine is used to fight the virus while the healer, the curandero, 
or the sanador use the energy work to try to balance the results of these medicines trying to give more power or trying to empower the positive energy from the medicine and try to disempower the negative energy from the illness that you have in your body that is what the healers does and they believe in the spirit of the plants they believe that rocks and the water of the river have different kind of spirits and we use that to try to <coughs> let me drink my tea give me a second we believe that we can heal people using plants and herbs and flowers flower essences and these kind of natural things The other are los brujos. Brujos, um, brujos in Latin America are more like, are not like witches. Uh, they are more like what in English will be a sorcerer or an enchantress. It's someone who believes in the power of nature, believes in the negative and positive energies, in the forces of nature, and they can use, control these different energies using all kind of spellcraft, spellcasting, spellwork, rituals, enchantments, and different to the curandero who is just focused to heal and bring calm, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional calm. Uh, the brujo is like a sorcerer, someone who do love spells, protection spells, amulets, um, talisman for money, rituals to bring peace to the dead or trying to channel spirits from the other world. Those are most of the time los brujos. Uh, in the definition of this doctor that I mentioned before, Jorge, uh, the source, the, los brujos or sorcerers uh, are those who use energy and negative forces in order to cause illness, misfortune, pain and death. I, that's actually the most in some way accurate definition depending in, in many countries of latin america where the word brujo refers to someone who uses uh, dark magic and when someone is like imagine in latin america you are in peru or argentina you are living peru or argentina and what will be on, in what you could see in united states like a modern witch or a sorcerers in Latin America in many countries it's not exactly a brujo, it's more a hechicero. A hechicero is a person who practices spellcasting, who, who creates amulets and talismans. For good or for bad, but most of the time a hechicero is someone who is like a very eclectic witch. That's a hechicero. I think that actually that is the most accurate definition. Uh, but brujos in many countries different to Mexico and different to Puerto Rico, in most of the countries, work in two ways or is an umbrella for everyone who practice of kind of all kind of magic work or is someone who use uh, negative forces to cause illness misfortune pain and death it's essentially that in many countries especially out of the cities when you go to these towns usually the word brujo not usually i think that always the word brujo refers to someone from who you should take um, a lot of care and distance and stay away. And the 
other that we have, the other term that I put was shamanes. Uh, the doctor Jorge Gonzalez defined uh, a shaman like a witch, uh, a shaman, a shaman. I, I, I always confuse the pronunciation for, for so many times have this talk with people about what is a shaman and what is a shaman. Uh, I, I just starting to shift the, the, the ways how to pronounce and this is a mistake from me. Uh, los chamanes or chamán are def defined for the doctor Jorge González as some kind of witch healers uh, because they most I'm taking my notes here because they most use his own magic and your and his their energy body to dominate negative forces but also they they are they act like healers uh, because they handle the positive forces using uh, the movements of their bodies uh, not using these forces to cause any kind of harm but seeking the healing of the patient way to neutralize them using their knowledge and this deep wisdom to achieve a, a better or bigger good that is what uh, shaman usually does in Latin America we have two kind of shamanes uh, the common shaman the common shaman is a shaman is the typical shaman that you find in in the woods in the trees when you go to for example Peru or Bolivia those shamans are like curanderos uh, witch healers essentially it, that's the definition imagine that uh, it's like a witch healer it's very well connected with nature with the cycles of nature uh, it's a person who stood the moon faces the movements of the sun understand the stars and the language of the sea the language of the river the language of the wind or wind but also is a healer try to make um, the better good possible using their body their, their knowledge their patience their years of expertise for example the ayahuasquero the, the people who, who create the ayahuasca who, the all of this fusion of elements and herbs to create the ayahuasca they are uh, these ayahuasqueros they are uh, chamanes or for example uh, the other one that we have is the uh, shaman urbano the urban shaman is some kind how they can say this is when these chamanes go to live in the cities it's not like person is not like a witch who contact with the spirits it's more like a person who understands that even living in the cities you can find trees uh, grass nature the spirits ghost uh, all kind of expressions of spiritual energy around and they try to use they try to balance all of this energy in the places you visit towers and cities and fountains and try to bring balance to these places to, you try to bless the water and you try to bless the corner of every street to bring balance to the spirits of the dead in, in those places that's exactly what urban shamans does and it's common that in Latin America they do this kind of travels they go together they bring a group together of shamans to different cities to make a war for some weeks they sleep in the streets, they uh, receive money for singing different songs and for telling stories in the streets and after that they go back to the woods. That's essentially what they do. 
uh, I have other notes here. I have, I remember I have these notes about the Yakutes. The Yakutes are, are very cool people, but I can't find them because I have many uh, pages here. I can't really find them in this moment. Oh, in the culture of the Yakutes, uh, the shaman, the, the shaman, or the spiritual worker, we can use that, that word if you feel con um, confused between the word in English and Spanish, shaman and shaman. Uh, for the Yakutes, in the culture of the Yakutes, it's a culture of shamanes uh, who lives in Peru and Bolivia, and I think that actually also in the Salvador, uh, shamanes. Uh, are kind of people who are not arrogant, violent, uh, bad persons with bad feelings because for a big part of the religion uh, have a lot of weight in the belief that if you are a bad person or a person with bad thoughts, you can be contacted for spirits. Why? Because in these cultures, bad thoughts, bad feelings, envy, unkindness, these kind of feelings act like blocks that don't let you advance and when you have these mental blocks in your mind you can't contact with the spiritual world because you are going like planets retrograde um, in astrology when, a, when we say Mer Mercury is retrograde it's like that you are retrograding your mind so in that moment you lost all your connection with the spiritual world so you can be a shaman in that way uh, is we have some I I have the reference of this magazine that uh, for some time was print in Latin America Revista de Historia de las Religiones magazine of religions history I think that they stopped uh, pressing uh, pressing copies like in 2011 approximately it was a very good magazine uh, because they bring all of this information article uh, they have this bi-monthly edition and every two months we have a new magazine full of lots of information about different religious practice of the natives in Latin America so it was a big source of, inform of information it's like in Venezuela I remember we had this magazine that also stopped uh, having more prints like around nine years ago that was Los Orichas uh, is the word for these African divinities who are very uh, grounded and also adored in Sudamerica especially in Brazil and Venezuela also in Cuba and I think that in Dominican Republic in, in this magazine this was a monthly magazine and they were around for like almost 20 years and every edition has so much information about rituals and knowledge and practices and um, celebrations and everything that you are looking for about everything about Afro-Caribbean religions was a very good source of information that you can use to complement your books to do your homework from the school to understand better the traditions of your family or the traditions of your country. Uh, another information that it has 
Sheer. Oh, the Cosmic Mountain. But we go to let this. Let me mark this for another episode. Uh, is La Montaña Cosmica is something. It's one of these beautiful things that we find in many cultures, like the Tree of Life. Well, the Cosmic Mountain is. I think that is a similar practice in the original Siberian shamanist practice. In Latin America, we have something similar that is La Montaña Cosmica. It's like this energetical place in the astral world where shamans and healers go to learn in the process of the night where they are, when they are sleeping and when they wake up in the morning, they just totally lost uh, any memory about their presence in, in la montaña, in the mountain. But they keep the experience, so when they are assist to an, a new patient, they feel like, let me try this new technique, let me try with these different herbs, or oh, maybe I should blend this with this other um, oil. Uh, because they keep the expertise from, from their homework in the mountain, but they don't remember exactly what they learned. So it's a lot about practice and less about the theory. That's something uh, that I will try to have more notes and very well know, very well organized for the next time. Uh, this was just the combat episode because I really enjoy do this. I have a lot of notes that I'm really dying to share with you. Uh, I will try to record at least other 12 episodes and listen to you around. And I hope that we have a lot to share together. And if you have any questions, something that you want that I complement for next episodes about Latin American religions, Latin American practices, especially related with um, spiritual workers, especially if this is focused in Sur America, just let me know. If it's in my knowledge, I will try to find the information. If it's not, I will try to refer you with someone else who have more expertise than me, because I don't know everything. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. You you can. If not, it's totally okay. It's on you. Uh, I don't know if you can make reviews of the podcast. I really don't know about that. I know that you can let tips and stuff, but I don't know how that works. Uh, I'll let you for the next episode. I will try to have it ready for the next weeks. Also, I will be preparing this virtual online class. I will be offering this class about... Sur American magic from the natives, from the indigenous practices of Venezuela in an event that is online very, very soon. Uh, more information about it in my social media. And I will try to take that class and make it bigger for the next months for uh, try to record in some platform for you. So that's all for now. Uh, rest well, stay well, stay safe, stay kind, and stay wild. Goodbye. Remember, share, or, I don't know, give me like, or I don't know how this really works. Bye.